What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. Here we go on a Friday. I hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts as we go uh, every single week. Uh, A little bit of an in-depth coverage of the college football, my thoughts and ideas on this. Uh, I do a lot of studying on this, a lot of uh, contemplating. I talk to a lot of people about these issues, and uh, overall, I come to a conclusion on this, and I hope you guys are liking this. Uh, we are now week number five. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, here, I'll get the ball rolling. Things are moving really, really quick. We're going to be involved with a lot more things going forward, but how about week four? Let's start off with the storylines from week four. Um, here we go. And I guess uh, I shouldn't be surprised because every single year it is the same story over and over again is the Pac-12. Number one, they're refs. Number two, they beat themselves up every single year. And I don't want to advocate, obviously, throwing games or anything, but I feel like there are certain games that you're like, okay, well, uh, we're going to take the UCLA-Washington State game. You know, the Pac-12 the, is all about offense and scoring and all these things, and Washington State blows a, a lead. They were absolutely obliterating UCLA, and UCLA comes back, and win 67 to 64. Now, congratulations to UCLA for doing this, but UCLA is an extremely bad team. They're not a good team. Now, was the time right for them to come back and where they were able to show the gusto to do so? Yeah. You know, they look at this Pac-12 issue, and they're like, well, how do we get them in? Well, Alabama is clearly, and well, maybe not so much this year, but Alabama has been the superior team in the SEC over the last decade or so. Ohio State, out of the Big Ten, has been the superior team out of the Big Ten. Now, Penn State had a little bit of run. Michigan's kind of there. And Wisconsin, always doing Wisconsin things. But Ohio State has been the superior team. Okay, well, let's look at the ACC. Clemson has been far and above anyone in that conference. Anyone. They have not lost a regular season game. The last time they lost was against Syracuse. A team who really wasn't that good in the even in the Big East for as long as I can remember. I'm like, are you? And then and then you move. You're like, okay, well, what about the Big Twelve? Oklahoma, yes, TCU had had their run. TCU always made the mistakes against Oklahoma, but Oklahoma has been the far superior team. Why can't the Pac-12 figure this out? It is so frustrating. And I'm not saying that the refs need to throw games or anything. I would I would absolutely hate that, and I would be so outspoken against that. But I feel like the conference kind of puts up their champion. You know, uh, for years out of the ACC, it was Florida State. Florida State was the best, and they were able to go. But, like, the Pac-12 cannot figure it out. Like, I look at this and, like, SEC always all of Alabama, 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 Alabama. Pac-12, you're like, I have no idea. It's anyone's game every single week. Now, for a conference of parody, uh, for the fans, it's great. It is awesome that uh, me as a Utah fan knows that we can go toe-to-toe with the big dogs, that we can win the Pac-12 South. That's awesome because records fans right now are not thinking they can win the Big Ten. <laughs> or that and Big Ten as, as a conference or that side of the conference. Maryland, same thing. Illinois, same thing. <laughs> Georgia Tech, same thing out of the ACC, uh, Coastal Division. And so, you know, but like 
It's anyone's giving day. Pac-12 beats him up every single year. That's the storyline, and I shouldn't be surprised, but I really wanted to see Utah or, or Washington or Oregon or Washington State, even Arizona State, just go to the Pac-12 or to the conference uh, football playoff. I want to see the Pac-12 represented because they have the athletes. The Pac-12 is extremely deep. Look what they do year week in week out. Stanford or sorry, excuse me, Cal will probably lose to Oregon and Washington. Oh, sorry. They they beat Washington. They'll probably lose to Oregon, and then Oregon will you know beat Cal. They'll lose to Washington, and Washington State will be will lose to Washington, uh, and will lose to Oregon, but will beat Cal, and then they'll also beat Utah, USC, and Arizona State. Now I'm just kind of being an exaggeration, right? But I wanted to show you, and then we're gonna have you. You got to get out this like giant abacus to you know. Okay, well, well, let's figure it out. How do we? How do we figure out who's actually gonna be represented in uh, the Rose Bowl? Well, obviously go to the Pac-12 title game. Well, you know we have all everyone right now is uh, well five and four because we play nine conference games. Every single one. Well, they beat them. Who beat them? Who beat them? Okay, well they played them away. Like good heavens, it is so difficult for the Pac-12. Let's get a hold of this, ladies and gentlemen. Please, let's fix something. Pac-12 commissioners do something so we can have somebody in the playoff. We have only had one representation and you say it's a big deal for the conference. Well, every year, everyone's beating each other up. I don't know how you fix that. Congratulations for having the most parity, but it's not translating uh, to you know full-on success in the playoffs. That is my rant, and I shouldn't. I, I, I tried to keep it in as long as I can. I made it to week five. And I knew I was going to have to rant on this, and I knew I was going to be frustrated with the Pac-12, but good heavens, every single year, it's frustrating. At the same time, it's great, because I know Utah can do it, but at the, the, the other on the flip side, you're like, good heavens, I just want to see my team. I want to see Utah not get penalized 16 times against USC. Please, please, please. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Arkansas loses to San Jose State. Talk about the power of the ACC or the SEC. I am sorry, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot convince me of that. I know every team has the dumpster teams, and then you have the the things. But even I mean, Tennessee is bad. Vandy has not looked good. Arkansas is bad. Ole Miss struggles. Even Mississippi State struggled. You cannot tell me now that the SEC is the powerhouse. ACC is not the powerhouse. Big Ten looks good. Big Twelve looks good. And Pac Twelve with the parody. Don't worry, we're always bringing the parody out west. Um. And then uh, Wisconsin, obviously, over Michigan. What's up with that? Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later as we go over the game of the week. And, uh, well, I guess just a couple ideas I have. We'll, we'll do this right now. Uh, we'll not go into the game of the week on, on this episode. We have kind of already gone over it. But everyone's ready to jump on Harbaugh. And I don't want to blame him as much as he needs a quarterback. Uh he obviously has given the keys to the kingdom to Josh Gaddis. Congratulations, Jim, for being able to give it up and to and to be able to do that. Now, um, I would really like to see Michigan be a little bit more proactive. I want them to go get a quarterback. How are they not in the market to get, you know, these big names? Like, why didn't they get Justin Fields? Why were they not be able to get Jacob Eason? Shane Patterson is not your guy. I am sorry. He's not. Uh and then, so that's kind of our storylines uh, going forward. Don't, don't jump on Jim Harbaugh. He's doing a great job. He's got Michigan back to 10 wins. There's a lot more things going on behind the scenes and with other players uh, that we don't know about. Uh, 
Anyway, so uh, on our radar, we're going to do on our radar, uh, we will be going over a couple of uh, issues, I guess. Uh, we'll definitely, we're, we've been decided to uh, talk a little bit about uh, our top 15. That is coming up. So number one, uh, last week, uh, Central Michigan only lost by five to Miami. Tulane beat Houston, and those were two on our radar teams. Very, very proud to uh, be able to call them. Uh, so listen. Now, I'm not going to give you all of them. If you need to go back and listen to listen to the radar teams, go back and listen. These teams are legit. Let's keep it going. Uh, number one, uh, Auburn was able to be A&M 28-20. Uh, next up, they have Mississippi State in Florida. And honestly, Auburn's looking good. I did not think. I thought after that first game, I said, Bo Nix, I don't know if I can take four years of this guy. Like, I mean, he was really immature. He was able to win. But I'm like, I cannot have four years of games like that. Hey, they got A&M. At AM, they're on our radar. You know, are they can they beat LSU? We'll see. Can they beat Bama? We'll see. Uh, can they compete in the SEC? Most definitely. But I want to see a, a disrupt of power. I would love it, honestly, if LSU and Auburn both beat Bama. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Just have absolute madness. And uh, we'll see what happens with Alabama. I'm not calling it the fall, but oh my goodness, the great Alabama loses. Uh, next up, uh, number two, Wake Forest. Uh, the last time they went 4-0 to start off the season. They finished the season 7-6. and Next up is Boston College, which I think, I'm going to put myself out there, they're going to win this game. Now, it's on the road, but this team is a little bit different. I love what Dave Clawson is doing. If they can get this win, they'll be 5-0. and Great, great start to the season, and they'll be going into a bye to kind of get ready for the slate. Now, they still got to play Clemson, still got to play Florida State, still got to play some top teams. In the conference, not in the nation. Obviously, Clemson. But you know, you know, this has been a really good start. You start five and zero. You beat Louisville, beat Syracuse, beat Florida State. You're looking at it, you're sitting really pretty. Uh, the final or the next one, number three, SMU. Last time they started four zero was in nineteen eighty four. And if you guys are not familiar with the SMU Mustangs, I believe it was in eighty four when the death penalty was put upon them, and it basically ruined their uh, chances at anything in football for 20, 30 years. Uh, they lost scholarships. They were stripped of everything. I mean, now they were doing some really shady stuff. I'm not going to take that away. But it looks like they've kind of got things back uh, to where they wanted it. Congratulations to them going 4-0. Next up at USF and home against Tulsa, they could be 6-0. and And I don't know. I didn't look it up. But we will see if they, you know, when the last time they went 6-0 was. I don't even know if they have ever gone 6-0. We'll have to look that up. But definitely watch them. Upset TCU last week. Very impressive. Uh, number four, Utah State. Congratulations to them. Uh, they are 1-12 overall against uh, San Diego State. The last time they beat San Diego State was in 1968. So it's been uh, like around 57 years-ish, I guess. I don't, I'm just kind of just guessing off the cuff, right? Uh, but congratulations to them. They did it. Uh, now they are 2-12 overall. They had never won in San Diego. They did it against probably, honestly, 
San Diego State and Hawaii have looked the best out of that side of the conference. So uh, very, very impressive. We'll see how they do against Air Force, Colorado State, uh, Boise State, uh, Wyoming on that side of the conference. Very impressive. Uh, finally, Eastern Michigan. Big shout out uh, to Eastern Michigan. Uh, they were able to uh, beat Central Connecticut State. Now, they t- it took like with 12 seconds to go a blocked uh, punt and a return to the touchdown to end up winning this game. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, this team, they have a bye uh, coming up next. They are three and one, and then they play Central Michigan and Ball State. So this team could be five and one, which has never happened. Never happened. Now I don't want to jinx them. Knock on wood, everyone that is out there in Yipsplani, uh, Michigan. But I am cheering for the Eastern Michigan Eagles. They are one of the teams with the most to prove. I'm excited to see if they can get back to the bowl game. So that has been it. Um, and then obviously Tulane will forever be on this because I am a big Tulane fan this year. Uh, next up, they have a bar, uh, a bye at Army, home against UConn. This team may only have one loss through the majority of the season. Uh, I'm hoping they get into the uh, top 20. Uh, this week, or if not this week, next week, go Green Waves. Congratulations on the big win over Houston. Uh, we're going to take a, we're going to step aside for a minute. We are going to uh, have our sponsorship uh, segment, and then we'll be talking about our top 15, not top 25, top 15, and the games of the week. Uh, so stay tuned, uh, and let's keep the ball rolling. And here we go once again. Uh, I am so happy. Uh, I know I have ranted a little bit, but it feels good to get it off my chest uh, about the Pac-12. I actually uh, stepped away. I made a phone call. And on the phone call, I was talking to my parents, and uh, I was ranting again, kind of continuing my Pac-12 rant. I should have left it uh, on here recording, but uh, very, very uh, disappointed with the Pac-12. And I understand that this is just kind of how it is, and uh, I'm actually going to spend some time. We're going to uh, I'm take a segment. Uh, we'll be doing that in a little bit. Uh, coming up, and uh, I'll kind of describe the segment and possible uh, outcomes of what we can do to fix things. And I think one of them is a scheduling issue, but that's another segment for another day. So uh, one of the most popular segments, and a lot of people uh, give us feedback on in uh, our FCS podcast, is that we do a top 15. Now, a lot of people have asked that we do a top 25 in FCS, but quite frankly, it'd be hard to, I mean, like where you get down into to, to number 25, even in the FBS to a certain degree, you get down into, you know, 25, 26, 27, even pretty much from, you know, 15 on, you can make an argument at every single number. I mean, above that you can, uh, for example, uh, if you guys haven't listened to the FCS podcast, go listen to it, but I am the Furman Paladins at number four, and I can make a very strong case for them. Uh, they played two FBS teams, uh, only lost to them by seven, and they've won the other two games convincingly. So I think that they deserve, they deserve to be number four in the nation. I know that they're two and two. It's a little bit different in the uh, FCS because they have a lot of losses, a lot more losses. There's more of a quantity of losing uh, just because they play these FBS teams. Now, not saying that they're always going to lose. We saw the Citadel knockoff Georgia Tech, but you see that in in the FBS, it's really hard to narrow it down, but we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to talk about the top 15, why we think they are where they are, and uh, kind of what we're expecting going forward. So coming in at number one, I think this is no surprise, uh, is the Clemson Tigers. Now, uh, Clemson, uh, I, I always leave the national champions uh number one, until they're beaten otherwise. One of the one things that drove me up the wall about NCAA football, now, 
right? I, I, I played it when I was a little kid. I grew up playing it. I wish they'd bring it back. That's another topic, right? But uh, is when I would win the national championship, the next year I'd be like 10th. I'm like, how, how, how am I 10th? And so I would get mad and I'd go schedule uh, the number one, two, three, and four teams and like, or the two, four, six teams. And then I knew I was playing the number one, uh, number three team. And if a team lost, uh, like the number one team lost or something like that, I'd get really mad. <laughs> there were times where I'd go in and I would play the game so they would win. So they would be undefeated when my team played them. Just kind of things like that. I did that. Uh, until Clemson loses, they're going to be number one. That's just kind of how it is. Now, this is where we're going to get dicey, and this is where I'm going to really shake things up. Number two, LSU. I'm sorry, Alabama. Uh, beating uh, Southern Miss is not going to put you the second-best team in the nation. I don't care if you have the most talent. Year in and year out, we see teams with the most talent. They are nowhere near, nowhere near the best team. Uh, the, 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 you can lose, stuff like that. Bama, you're not number two. LSU, you've beat Texas. You have a very favorable schedule. I honestly think that you're going to beat Bama. I hope you beat Bama. I am very against Alabama. And uh, some of the things that Nick Saban does, like nobody goes against him because he's in his position and he is Nick Saban. Like, come on, when he ranted and stuff like that, say something. Media in the room go, okay, yeah, I'll schedule a game for you. I'll call him right now. Let me call him. I'll call up, uh, what's his name, from Ohio State, uh, Coach Day. Yeah, let's call it. Let's set it up right now. You go to Columbus, and, and when Bama, you win in Columbus like LSU did in Austin, then you will get national credit. Then us as the media, we can shut up and we can sit on, on our words. But right now, <laughs> playing Southern Miss is not getting it any, getting it done for you. And, you know, beating up on Duke, oh, wow, congratulations. You played in Atlanta, which is basically a home game. Duke had to travel. Uh, Duke's not as good. Why didn't you play Duke last year? Kind of gets me fired up. Number three, Alabama. Uh, don't really want to go into it. Uh, sorry, LSU. Just congratulations on the win over over there. Joe Burrow's balling out. I honestly think they're going to win the SEC this year. They look good. Uh, number four, Georgia. They ended up being Notre Dame. It wasn't very convincing. I never thought that Notre Dame was going to win. And I still think Notre Dame is a top ten team in the nation. I don't think that they just because their record shows that they're that they're you know good doesn't mean that they are as good. I have them at number five now. Number six, a little bit of bias here, but I really like them, and I'm going to, and I put them over these other teams uh, because they're undefeated. Number one, and they beat Oregon, and that is the Auburn Tigers. Now I am an Auburn fan. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to be. I'm going to try to take my bias out of it. But you know what? When you're Auburn and you can beat Oregon, you schedule Oregon, congratulations. You went to Arlington. That's pretty far away from, from Alabama. You did it. You beat them. You looked great against Texas A&M last week. Congratulations. You're my sixth, number, you're my sixth team in the nation. Number seven, Ohio State. Uh, I put them here. Yes, they are undefeated. And I understand there's other undefeated teams that could be put. Uh, they could put, be put above. Uh, a lot of people have them, some two, three team in the nation. But uh, beating F. FAU, beating Miami, Ohio, uh, even beating Cincinnati, which is a good Cincinnati team. That is not going to do it. Um, I'm just like, I, I look at this team, and again, I'm not a huge Ohio State fan, uh, but they, I mean, they played one game away from Columbus right now. And that was at Indiana, which is one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten, as is. I mean, not bottom, but just, you know, mid bottom teams. So, uh, 
you haven't played away. Most of your uh, really tough games, Michigan State's at home, Penn State's at home, Wisconsin's at home. Like you're on the road against Michigan and we know what you've been able to do against Ann Arbor and the Michigan Wolverines this year or the last couple of years. So honestly, not really. I mean, they're, they're probably going to get in just because they will be undefeated up until that Michigan game. And even probably they even could be through that Michigan game. But, you know, play a team away. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, Urban scheduled Oklahoma. Congratulations. Great. But uh, until Ohio State gets some more quality wins or the teams above them lose, not happening. Number eight, Texas. They did struggle a little bit against Oklahoma State, but for whatever reason, Oklahoma State has Texas's number, uh, but a really good, uh, convincing game. Really like that game. I'm not going to lie. Really uh, a fun game on ESPN. Uh, I think they're great. Uh, I don't, uh, obviously, I have Oklahoma number five. Uh, Oklahoma is super good. I don't even know if I even, I think I may have just said Oklahoma number five, but uh, uh, Texas-Oklahoma is going to be a great game. Even if Texas wins that game, they're going to have to beat them twice in order to get into that that college football playoff, uh, I guess, the, that, that realm, right? And personally, if you want my honest opinion, I really hope that Oklahoma gets there because I would love to see Alabama just get destroyed by Oklahoma. And it is very real possibility. Yes, their defense isn't as good as what it usually is. And Tua, sorry, buddy, you're not even one of my top Heisman candidates. I am not impressed. Like all these NFL teams, tank for Tua, not a good idea. Tank for Justin Herbert. Tank for some of these other guys because there's a lot more talent than him. Uh, number nine, Oregon. The Ducks, uh, I have them there. They lost to Auburn. Why do people, I mean, I think they're like 13th right now in the AP poll or something like that. Are you kidding me? They lost a really hard game. They beat Stanford. I know they beat Montana and they had a buy-in there. But they're still, I mean, up until this uh, Seattle, when they go to Seattle, it's going to be a dogfight for them. I honestly think Oregon, they look really good. Uh, they do have to beat Cal now as kind of a contender. Uh, Washington State, they still have to play. Still have to play Washington. But just because they lose one game against a really tough SEC team, which was really a last-minute drive, and you know you can't fault Oregon. That's why they are still in my top 10. Number 10, Notre Dame. Again, they're going to have the facade, and I don't really think they'll be breaking higher than top 10. Um they lost to Georgia. Uh, if they beat Michigan, I might move them up a little bit, but that's really not that impressive void as of right now. Uh, I feel bad for Notre Dame because they're not in the conference. Again, I discuss it. I've discussed it a lot. I've talked a lot about it. We need to get rid of the independent conference. Notre Dame get put in the Big Ten. I, we would love that. I want to see that. Uh but they play uh, Virginia at home, USC at home. They are on the road against Michigan, uh, and they are on the road against Stanford. But other than that, they're not far away from uh, from South Bend. Honestly, they play one for the rest of the year. They have one, two, three games away from South Bend. And that's not helping you. I'm sorry, buddy. You, you Of course, you're going to be playing better at home. I'm not really impressed with the Irish. They did go to Athens. They lost, though. I'm not going to put them in the top four. Not even in... I mean, they're 10th. That's uh, the most generous I can be. Number 11, Washington. Jacob Eason looked really good against Brigham Young uh, this Saturday. Destroyed the Cougars in Provo. Uh, I want to see how they respond throughout the rest of the year. They still have to play Utah. They got to play Oregon. Uh, and they got to play some of these other big teams. Uh, Washington State. Uh, now, their schedule sets up in a way where you're getting a lot of those teams at home, right? Oregon at home, Utah at home, Washington State at home. They still have to play, they have to play USC this week. I think they'll blow them out. Um, they do have to go on the road against Stanford and Arizona, but not really tough teams there. Uh, Washington, our number 11 team, and we'll probably break into the top 10 uh, very shortly. They're a very talented team.
Very impressed with their offense. Not so much their defense, but their offense was really good. Uh, number 12, Boise State. People are like, whoa, uh, what are you doing putting Boise State Broncos there? I like them. They're undefeated, and they're going to be rolling. I don't think they lose a game this year, uh, despite Utah State looking really good. Despite, I mean, Air Force played really good against them, but they didn't lose. And that's a good, good Boise State team. They're my pick for the New Year's Six Bowl. And number 13, Florida Gators. Obviously, uh, you know, people always, I mean, at the first of the year, there's a lot of doubt around Felipe Franks and this offense. I still have a lot of doubts. Uh, they haven't really beat uh, a top-tier team yet. I mean, they still have a lot of games where they can prove themselves, and that's why I have them there. Is more that prove me wrong to where I have you there. But uh, as of right now, they played, honestly, the hardest team they played was Kentucky. Uh, but, you know, you have Towson this week, who's a really good team. I'm honestly cheering for Towson to get the upset. Uh, don't think it's going to happen, but I'll be cheering for them. Uh, and then they play Auburn, LSU, South Carolina, and that is at Baton Rouge. So, honestly, looking pretty uh, outlook a little bit bleaker for uh, Florida, I don't think – and then, and then they, have, I mean, then they have Georgia, Vandy at Mizzou, home against Florida State. Not really uh, convinced that this team is in it for the long haul with Kyle Trask. Uh, number fourteen, Cal. They're undefeated, last undefeated team in the Pac-12. Um, they look good. Maybe they just got lucky against uh, Washington. Maybe they're legit. They play uh, Arizona State at home, and then they're on the road in Eugene. So they have a little bit of. Uh, Ways to prove themselves. Uh, congratulations, Justin Wilcox. He's doing a fabulous job. Number 15, I have Iowa. Uh, Iowa, again, this is a lot of these. This is where you can get into it, and you're starting to split hairs. I, I could put a lot of teams in there right now. And uh, I think that Iowa, uh, I mean, they haven't really beat anybody. They did beat Iowa State, which was an extremely good win. But uh, nothing like super, super impressive. I think that. Uh, we can do a couple of, of, of things with them, and uh, they're they're going to have a way to prove it. They do how to play Michigan. They're going to have to play Wisconsin. They're going to, you know, they're going to play these big teams, and we'll see it a little bit later. So that is our top fifteen. Um, I was going to do a little bit of another rant, but where I've already ranted today, and I've already kind of went off on a tangent. Uh, I was going to talk a little bit about the Pac-12 refs and stuff like that. Uh, just I'll just give you the facts right now before really getting into it. But uh, I'm I'm going to be doing kind of research projects probably uh, in one of the episodes, and I'm going to try to t to show you guys uh, what I've been talking about and basically back it up. Uh, in the Utah USC game, there were so many penalties called, 16 against the University of Utah and uh, 12 against USC, or sorry, 11 against USC. UCLA had 10 penalties. Washington had 10 penalties. Uh, and a lot of the, you see these Pac-12 games, they have so such high penalty rates, and you're, you're like, well, isn't a ref doing his job? I can argue that no. Letting them play, there are multiple times in the in the Utah game where Utah, honestly, and I'm not saying that Utah played like poop. Don't I'm not, not taking away and and how it went down and stuff like that. But Utah, if you look at it, there were times where they would get they would get going and there would be a holding call, push him back. There were multiple, then there were big gains too. And people just totally brush that aside and go, oh, well, that was Utah. Utah, typical Utah. Uh, man, they need to get their holding calls down, right? Well, guy on Twitter, I'm sorry, but if you want to watch the game, it was they were calling it on the tight ends and they were calling it on the wide receivers. I only think that there was one holding call called against Utah on their line. It was really sad. And even on the USC side, I can totally see some of their things. There were a couple of uh, personal fouls that I didn't think 
collection of impersonal fouls. As a Utah fan, I'm happy. But as a sports fan, I'm like, no, Pac-12, fix your your officiating issue. It was terrible in the game against Washington and Utah in the Pac-12 title game. You've had controversy already twice this year with the Arizona State-Michigan State game and now the Ole Miss-Cal game and now the Utah-USC game. I'm the only one really talking about it because I'm kind of fed up about it. But fix your refs. All the other conferences have got this right. Pac-12, fix it. I don't know what you can do as a, as a commissioner, as a standpoint, and I'm actually going to be researching h- how it is, but you look at it, I went through all the other games, uh, at least the big games, SEC, ACC, there was only one other game that was, and there was only one team that had been called for 10 or more penalties, and I understand it's a penalty, it's a penalty, I get it, but how how is, how is Utah that undisciplined? Utah wasn't called for that many penalties in the previous three games, so you're really going to tell me that they were penalized more? No, that is ridiculous Pac-12 get your scrap together there's something going on with the refs because it's only the Pac-12 refs that are having this issue I mean you look across the league why are we not complaining about Big Ten refs you don't even you don't even hear about the SEC refs nope it's the Pac-12 refs they somehow figure out a way to screw it up and honestly it's frustrating as fans when you have to watch these games it ruins the flow of the game I understand if it's holding and it's blatant and and, and, and and it totally impedes a person. Okay, I got it. I understand. That makes sense to me. But at the same time, come on. This is getting ridiculous. Pac-12, fix your referee problem. And now the, and then they were like, well, we're going to be more transparent. Well, you know what? You've already had two controversial games and honestly, a really poorly officiated game in Utah USC. Fix it, please. All right. There's my, I guess I did rant a little bit, but uh, now we're going to be... <coughs> Sorry, we're going to be transitioning into the games of the week. Now, uh, obviously, again, I don't. I want to let you guys know I do have a little bit of bias. I was really fed up with that Utah game. Uh, I was fed up with the Utah coaching staff. I was fed up with Tyler Huntley. Even though he played really well, there were things I was fed up about. And uh, and I, and I want to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to be a homer. Uh, even though I think Utah can go undefeated every single year, I know that's not realistic. But I want you guys to know, see it through my prism. But I'm also doing it objectively as well. That was a terribly officiated game. I talked to multiple people. I actually texted a couple members in the media, uh, a couple of my sources, and I was like, what is going on? And they were in, they were in the Coliseum at the time, and they're like, dude, I don't even know. I'm like, how are they calling this? Anyway, it is a couple of uh, trusted people that were down there. Uh, so again, it's I do try to be the best to be do my best to be objective all right so uh next up well for our overall game of the week we have utah versus washington state that'll be at eight o'clock on fs1 and then for the uh outside of the power five or the you know group group of five or whatever you want to call it uh toledo versus byu uh, a lot of good uh, coming out of the the beehive state i think these are two are the the best games i think they're gonna be the closest games of the week all right let's get into it so out of the sec we have vandy against northern illinois vandy has not won a game yet this season uh, we will see if that rings true uh, as we move forward uh, throughout this next uh, week. I would like to see Vandy win, but Northern Illinois has a pretty good football team. I think they'll end up winning in the end. Uh, really excited to see that. Uh, Big Ten, Penn State at Maryland. This is the first Big Ten game for both of these teams. Maryland came out hot, obviously dropped the ball against Temple. I don't even know what that was. And... Uh, 
It was 17 to 20. I don't understand that. I want to see how good Penn State really is. A lot of people are, are like, hey, no, this is a, is a really good football team. I'm not really sold on it. Just because you beat the bejeebies out of uh, Idaho does not make me go, oh, well, they're my number 10 team in the nation. No, that doesn't put me there. But I want to see them. This is this will be a really quality matchup. I'll be sold on Penn State if they win. And Maryland, let's see if you can bounce back after an embarrassment uh, against Temple. Uh, out of the ACC, Boston College against Wake Forest. I, I really want to see if Wake Forest can start 5-0. Uh, I like this Demon Deacon team. I watched the North Carolina Wake Forest game on my way up uh, to Provo when I was at my race. Um, excited to see what uh, if they can go there. Boston College dropped the ball uh, against Kansas, which was a very ugly loss. I thought that both of these teams would be undefeated coming into this game. Obviously, that's not the case, but I want to see if Wake Forest can start 5-0 still. Uh, out of the Big 12, Baylor versus Iowa State. I think these are two. I honestly, I've been sold on Iowa State, and I've told you guys, uh, if you've listened to the Iowa State podcast, and even throughout the entire year, I've said, look out for Iowa State. This team is dangerous. This team is good. I really like this team. But that does not mean that they're going, that, that, that translates. Um, Baylor's at home. I've been told by a couple people uh, close to to Baylor that they're you know they're legit. I've watched a little bit of their games, and we'll see. I think this is this is going to be a battle for really what I call number three. I think Oklahoma and Texas are far above everybody else. I think it's going to take Texas one more year. If you want my honest opinion, I don't know if it's their year this year to take down Oklahoma, but they're not far behind. Uh, Tom Herman doing a really good job there. Uh, and Sam Ellinger, dude, stay one more year. I'm going to advocate it right now. Stay one more year. It's going to happen. Texas is almost there, but I think this is a battle for third place, uh, potentially second place. I, if you want to pull off an episode, I really like uh, Iowa State, and I've been told Baylor's really good. All right, Pac-12, Cal, uh, Cal against Arizona State. I want to see Cal start 5-0. The last unbeaten team in the Pac-12, so we'll see if they can if they can continue that streak. Obviously, if they can beat Arizona State, who's coming off kind of an embarrassing loss against Colorado, uh, they lost to Colorado. They had to go on the road to Berkeley now, and uh, we'll see if they can. Uh, Cal's hopefully they're not overlooking their game uh, in Eugene, and let's see if they can start five and zero. And even I mean, you think about it, if they beat Oregon in Eugene, that would be six and zero. Congratulations to them if they can get to that. Don't think it will happen, but let's see. Uh, out of the American Athletic, we have Cincinnati at Marshall. I think this is two quality, quality teams. I love Cincinnati. I love Marshall. Cincinnati, obviously, their only uh, losses to Ohio State. Marshall's only losses to Boise State, which are two really good uh, football teams as well. But uh, this is a really good uh, matchup. I'm glad these two schedule each other. Uh, one in Cincinnati, the other in uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Really can't wait to see this game. I think it's going to be close. I even think it's going to be close, like field goal close. I love this Marshall team. I I love the Cincinnati team. Have watched uh, most of their games, both of their teams. Really like it. Out of the Mountain West, we had Nevada against Hawaii. I think that, uh, uh, well, both teams are 3-1. and one. Uh, Last time Hawaii came off the island, uh, they lost. Obviously, that was against Washington. That's kind of a mundane stat, but... Uh, I, I don't know if, if Fresno was so dominant last year, and San Diego State has been so dominant in years past, it's kind of almost on that side of the conference. You're like, ah, oh, 
it's going to be Fresno, San Diego State. I think that Nevada and Hawaii this year can throw their hat in the ring, especially Hawaii. Hawaii's looked really good. Nevada's looked really good, obviously, knocking off Purdue in week one. We'll see uh, if that translates. I honestly think this could be a battle uh, to see, you know, if they get a win here, one of these teams, let's keep it up, let's push them forward, and we'll see what they do the rest of the season. Hopefully they can get to the Pac-12 or the Mountain West Championship. Out of the CUSA, uh, North Texas against Houston. Uh, Houston's uh, quarterback, Derek King, Derek King, I don't know how you say it. Uh, he's now sitting one more year, uh, this, uh, going one and three. You can play in three or four games, and then you can take your redshirt year. He's taking that redshirt year. He's been through a lot of co- uh, coaches, a lot of uh, coordinators as well. Uh, so he wants a little bit more consistency, a little bit more time to grow. Uh, shout out to him, but I think North Texas, with that announcement, I think North Texas might get the win. Series side 7-7, we'll see who, who gets the advantage. Out of the MAC, we have Akron at UMass. Both are 0-4. One of them has to win. We'll see which one. Uh, and then the Sun Belt, uh, congratulations to Appalachian State for beating North Carolina. Um, App State, I've been saying all year round, they're very, very impressive. I would like to see them get out of the Sun Belt Conference personally, uh, maybe move into the CUSA, maybe move up to the American Athletic. I really like this team. They're a really good football team. And this is coming from an FCS team. I mean, like, these guys at the FCS level, now, you know, look at the translation. Now you're not winning a national championship like North Dakota State does and has the last couple of years. But if North Dakota State, they could do this same exact thing. And they could go into the Mountain West Conference. They could join it. And honestly, I think North Dakota State, outside of uh, maybe Boise, Air Force, and uh, Utah State, maybe Fresno, uh, Hawaii, you can make a couple. I mean, they'd be good games. <clears throat> I think, you know, North Dakota State wins those games. So look at the look at it. We'll see what happens going forward. I love Appalachian State, but they're playing Coastal Carolina. This would be a big, uh, you know, both coming off big wins. Uh, Coastal Carolina is 3-1. and one. Appalachian State is 3-0, and 3-0. We'll see who gets the wins. Uh, so that's all the time we have for you, for you guys today. Uh, sorry, I kind of was fired up. Uh, I really like, uh, I, I do these podcasts and I get thinking and it, and, and it frustrates you because you're a fan, you're invested, but then also as the media, we're invested as well. And I would like to uh, just let you guys know, you guys can follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, we have a couple of fun things coming. Uh, like I said, I'm looking into doing a couple of research projects uh, because I don't have a stats department. I have to go out and I have to do a lot of research uh, in order to show you guys some certain stats. I'll let you guys know as we go forward uh, what that is and uh you know, we'll see what week five brings for us. There, we're not stopping. I mean, we're going to be week 15, and we're still going to be trucking through. We're going to do a bowl game presentation. There's a lot of fun things. Uh, I'll probably on the, be on the road uh, this week. If I'm not uh, up in Ogden at Weber State, Northern Iowa, I will be at the SUU Cal Poly game. So I'm uh, really excited. We'll keep it going and keep it rolling. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Tell your family, tell your friends about it, and uh, let us know. Feedback. Always don't be afraid to message us on any of our social media platforms or send an email uh, at gettheballrolling19 at gmail.com. And uh, send us in, and you guys will just let us know what you guys think. Uh, with this, with what we've done here, and if you would like to see anything more, even if you'd like to be on the episode, I'd always be willing to have callers come on and uh, set me straight. All right, have a great week. Until next time, keep the ball rolling.